Hey, thanks again for joining us here at Multitudes. If you haven't done so already, we'd love for you to subscribe to our content. That way you can be notified the moment it goes live. A great way to stay connected throughout your week is with the Multitudes Church app. It's free. You can download it wherever you download your apps. But right now, let's go to this week's message. I just want to relay a message to you that if we all knew exactly when the Lord was returning, it would make us sick to our stomachs. It would make us sick, those of us that are believers in here, and it probably would everybody, even visitors, because I believe people that's exposed to Christianity at all, even if they don't admit it, I believe they know that the Lord is coming back. And when it happens, they will know that he did return. And if we knew of the day and the time and the moment, we would, we would be so shaken by that till I think we would not even be able to function. And I believe that's why the Lord cannot tell us when. And he said he wouldn't. He said, no man knows the day nor the hour. But I want to let you know that the Lord is so close to returning that we have to get our houses in order. And you have to make hard decisions. If you're going to follow the Lord, if you're going to be available, then you're going to make, if, the more you become available to God, the less you will be available to the world, even down to your family. You won't even be available to your flesh. The more you become available to what God has and God wants to do and what God says, and when you, when you do that now, when you get to that level, and if you take a poll, everybody's going to say, yes, 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 I want to be that available. I want God to do those kinds of things in my presence where I can see it, enjoy it, or where it can even be done through me. But the more you get like that, the more the enemy will raise his head and he will roar and he will gnaw and scratch and do everything. And it will happen in every form you can imagine. It will happen naturally in mass media. But it, it, it will happen within your own family, within what is supposed to be the body of Christ. You know, religion is not following Jesus. Following Jesus is following Jesus. Not religion, not even Christianity. People say, well, I'm a Christian, but there's a lot of people that will profess the saying, Lord, Lord, but it's not going to happen for them. So my, my introduction today, I guess, is just to give you another, an encouraging word that the Lord is soon to return. He's coming quicker than we would believe, and if we knew it, it would make us so sick, we'd be mortified and paralyzed. So we need to get our house in order, but we need to make our calling and election sure. We need to make sure people that we love, starting with our husbands, wives, our children, know the Lord. 
and know what it means to live for the Lord because nothing else is going to matter. When you leave out of here, I know you're going to jump right back into life, but you need to jump back right into life with this in your mind. The Lord could come back before I get home. And so we need to live with a holy reverence and respect, and we need to live more humble than we've ever lived in our life. We, we had some, I don't know if anybody from the church other than John graduated from search yesterday. Not sure about that. But in a couple of weeks, we are having graduation Sunday here. The message today is for every single person here. But, but I, I want everyone that's 18 or let me just say 21 and under, I, I want you to focus more than the other people will focus because you are closer to the age of the young lady that I'm going to talk about today. And it's toward the end of May, but we're going to look at a Christmas story. And you know it, even if you are not a church person, you know parts of this story. And it's about a, a teenager named Mary. So we're going to look at Luke 26 in the first chapter. And this is how it goes. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored. Highly favored one. That means one. Not among some, that means one. An angel was sent, catch it, an angel was sent by God to heaven to a teenager to say, Rejoice, highly favored one. Not church, not family, not one. The Lord is with you. You are blessed among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. What a beautiful name it is. Hallelujah. He will be great. And will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And God just anoint me, anoint your word and help us to hear and not distract or be distracted in Jesus name. I want to tell you about this teenager Mary. Right out of the gate there's three things you need to understand about Mary the highly favored one that was blessed that the Lord was with. The first thing you need to know was Mary had a standard. When, when you are barking down the availability path and you are pursuing God at that level, one thing that will identify you as the one out of the crowd is that you have a standard. 
your standard never says that I'm better than you, and if you don't believe me, ask me. But your standard will speak for itself. When you have a standard that is one of availability or desiring to be as available as your human flesh possibly can, you are going to stand out and you are going to leave the crowd. You will. The angel came. You read it with me. The angel came from heaven to Mary and said, Rejoice, highly favored one. Now, before we read that, we read about Mary's standard, and you may not have recognized that. But she was, she was described as a, we believe, a 16-year-old virgin. If you were 16 and you are still a virgin, God bless you, you have a standard right now. You have a standard right now. And I don't want to make anybody feel bad because yesterday is just that. It's yesterday. But if, if you are no longer a virgin, it's because either you didn't have a standard or it fluctuated. Let me go on and push the envelope a lot farther. If you're not faithful in your marriage right now, it's because you have lowered what was a standard at one time? If you're not faithful in dealings with business or work or other people, it's because you lack a standard or you have a very low standard. When you have a low standard, you have a very small parcel of lot, if any, that's available for God to do something on. God, and you pray it in vain. We all pray vain repetition. We, <clears throat> excuse me, when we're not available, we pray in vain. We pray, God use me, God bless me, God, and I love the, the big conditional God thing. God, if you will do this in my life, then I am going to do this. That's not the way it works. Let me tell you something, folks. You establish the standard. Then God will announce when it's time that you are blessed and highly favored. You never ask God to be blessed and highly favored before you designate a standard in your life with other people. If you do, you're asking in vain. That's why when, and I don't condone this at all, but it's a great example because they even were able, they were able to make a, a TV show out of lottery winners or people that inherit a lot of money through death or, or of a loved one or something like that. That's why when you get, get, give somebody something, that they, it's like giving probably most everybody in here, a Learjet. Some of you may have pilot license. This doesn't apply to you. But on, on the whole, give them a Learjet and you fill it full of fuel and you put them in the cockpit. There's about one scenario we can look forward to and it's called destruction. And that's what happens with people. We want God to do all kinds of things in our lives. We want to be blessed. We want to be highly favored. We want God to do great things even during a church service. And you know how I feel about that. But we're asking God to go ahead and kind of do all of that. And then we will, we will do our part. It doesn't work that way. And see, here's what you don't know. And I don't know this. You don't know 
what God wants to impregnate you with. You don't know the great and mighty thing that he's desiring to build on your lot that is not available yet to be built upon. But I, I will, if God will. And you don't do it that way. Mary was minding her own business. She wasn't praying this prayer. God, let me be the vessel. Let me be the vehicle that Messiah is born. She wasn't even thinking about that. But God was because God saw her standard as one out of everybody else in the nation. There's a lot to be said. And that's why straight is the gate and narrow is the way. Few there be that find it. They don't have a high enough standard to find it. You let secular TV and fake news or real news dictate how you feel, your passion level, and even it influences your Christian walk instead of the word. So when you do that, you have a low standard. Your standard's down here with the world. But when you have a high standard, it separates you, and you don't care if people laugh at you. You're singled out, or you, you, you kind of make people tender, and they, they, they don't understand why you are going that route. And we live in a day, I don't know if anybody but me has picked up on this, but everything is justified now. I'm not talking about in the world. The world has always been on its way to destruction. And it always will be. But now that mentality has crept into the church or the religious community called Christianity and everything's justified. And I'm not getting into this because maybe there are some exceptions that I don't know about. But I walked by the bookshelf not long ago. In fact, it was early this morning in Walmart. I just walked by the Bible sometime. I had to grab something real quick. And everything in there other than what's called the Holy Bible that's written by Christians or preachers or, or, or people. Everything, the title, the look, the, the catchphrases, it all looks motivational, every bit of it. See, that's popular, and I'm not saying it doesn't help people and all that, but if you are called of God to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, that should be your mission. And if other helps fall in the way, that's fine and dandy. But see, in the church world, we've allowed the standard to be set not by the word of God anymore but by the desires and what and so that's why there's no miracles anymore it's not that God has shortened his hand and he can't and the Holy Spirit doesn't move anymore it's because the standard of believers is so low and God can't work in a low standard like he can in a high wise standard and I got some great news for you right now if you will just say God it's available, and my standards are changing. See, a lot of us, our standard in prayer needs to change. We need to start praying. A lot of us, our standard in devotion needs to change. A lot of us, our standard in church attendance regardless needs to change. A lot of us, our tithing standard or lack of needs to change. Our being involved in the body of Christ, working, doing what God has enabled you to do, the standard or lack of, it needs to change. When your standard changes, your availability level goes up, and then God rolls the blueprints back out, and he says, well, I was only going to just put a port john on the property. Well, now I can go ahead and start doing a skyscraper kind of Mary Jesus kind of thing. 
Mary had a standard, and it didn't take till she got 40 or 60 to get it. She had a standard as a teenager. Thank God for teenagers that will not budge off of your standard. Amen. Listen, you need to applause God. It's better than doing that than gossiping why a young lady's pregnant because she didn't have a standard. Second thing Mary had, she had a standard, but she had a song. When God told her the unthinkable, the unbelievable, there's no way in this world God's going to do this in my life, never came out of her mouth. You know what come out of her mouth? A song. She hadn't felt the baby. There was no outward signs. There were no physical signs that what God said was really going to happen. But it gave her a song. David said, he's put a new song in my mouth. You don't realize it, people. But every day that you live is a gift from God. Every day you hold your baby, I'm more aware of this after a week than I've ever been, is a gift from God, your child or grandchild or people you know. It's a gift from God, and it ought to put a song in your mouth it ought to if God lays something on your heart that he's going to do it ought to put a song in your mouth you know what you know what's in our mouths though what's wrong how we hurt what's negative this is going on I'm guilty of this this is the song we sing which is not song it's like it's like thumping our nose or thumbing our our, our, our fingers and just turning our face to God and say Lord you know, it, that's not a big deal. I, I'm going to Paris tomorrow. And I'm not going to Paris tomorrow. But if I was, that's where my focus would be right this minute. And God says, no, you need to be singing about what I've done. Mary had a, a song that she began to sing, which, which was very obvious in the life of her cousin Elizabeth. I'll tell you about that. Well, let me tell you about that now. See, when Mary was told that she was pregnant, that God was going to build something great on the availability of the lot of her life, he also went ahead and let her know that her cousin Elizabeth was already six months pregnant. And this was a divine intervention itself. And so Mary jumped up. And she ran, and she went and stayed with her cousin Elizabeth for about three months. But as soon as she walked in the door, John the Baptist, which was the cousin of Jesus, heard the voice of Mary, which was housing the seed of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that that baby inside of Elizabeth began to leap inside of his mother's womb because Mary was talking, which was now holding Jesus inside her womb. And this is what happened next. Elizabeth went on to prophesy. In fact, it's over in, I believe, Luke 1 and 45 is where it's recorded. It's kind of a confirmation for what the angel. Now, she didn't send her a text. She didn't post it on Instagram or nothing like that. And, and it, the fax machine was not even working. But this is what was said. So Elizabeth didn't have any type of insight from Mary or her people what was told to her but she said this or the spirit of the Lord said this through her and blessed is she she was talking to Mary blessed is she that believe 
For there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. Mary had a song, and, and then all these things were confirmed for her. If you have a standard, you have a song that follows a life of availability and a life that's established as one as a standard. The third thing that she had, and this is the third and final thing, Mary had a Savior. She had a standard. She had a song, but she also had, she had a Savior. See, every good, everybody say every good gift. Every good and every perfect gift. It comes from above. This gift was a favor, was a Savior. But all of you that's received Jesus Christ in your heart, you've received this Savior in your heart. And you have a Savior. And everybody, doesn't matter if you're a teenager or not, but you ought to have a standard. If you don't have a standard, you need to establish one. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord, period, period, and nothing else. You establish a standard. You need to have a new song that you start singing that you are identified. People, people know you now by your standard song, not your self song. See, most of us are known and identified by our self song. I'm really preaching today. You know that. I'm really preaching today. Just because I'm not spraying Mary and Barbara, it doesn't mean I'm not preaching today. But I'm really preaching today. When you have a standard in your home, in your marriage, in your relationship, when you have a standard, your song is not going to say, I just told Trey and Anna this yesterday. If your marriage is going to work, by the way, this is the leftovers, okay? If your marriage is going to work, and they had a cross behind me, that was the center. One thing's going to have to happen right here before we leave, and that is y'all are going to have to die. You're going to have to die right here, right now. It doesn't mean that you'll never be able to do things you have enjoyed separately right now. But two halves are making a whole. And an honest half that's made a whole will never be greedy, stingy, my way, and then the husband or the wife have to just cater for the whole duration of the relationship until one of them dies and then they got freedom to really, really live. Or either be divorced. That's, that's the common a lot of people will lie and say, oh, it's not like that and all that. But, 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 but the standard tells the story. The song tells the story. You don't have to, like, gently lie about it. The song tells the story. And I, that's what I told them. I said, you're going to have to die. You want me to tell you what a successful marriage looks like? A successful marriage looks like a standard that says, honey, I want to do what you want to do. I want to eat where you want to eat. I don't care if you don't want to. You're the other half, you see. You're the other half. And, and, and your half feels fulfilled when you know that other half is really happy and at peace and ease. I'm still doing good preaching, husband. I'm still doing good preaching, wives. 
I am. Engage people. Divorce people. Uh, people that might get married. I'm still preaching a good word of God to you right now. It ain't my word. So this was kind of where it is yesterday. Your standard when it's pure and it's filtered through what God has said in His Word, it's going to be different. The song, people are going to know you by the standard you have in your marriage, with your children, with your parents, because the Bible says, honor your father and mother, that your days are long. That's what they're going to know. And it's going to be that you understand, the third thing, that you've got a Savior inside of you, and this is the way the Savior acts, not the self. And see, Mary understood from the moment the angel told her that, that she had a Savior inside her, so it didn't matter because she, she was the talk of the town. Can everybody hear me? She was an outcast from that moment on. But see, when you have the Savior inside of you, you don't care what people say about you. We've had a situation, and I have no problem at all bringing it up. I don't. If the devil's going to glorify stuff on Facebook, I'm going to glorify God in his house. When you stand up for God, God exalts you. It don't matter what people say. It don't matter how dirty the mud is people throw. I'd rather be a fool for God's sake than an idiot for the devil. Are you calling people idiots? No. I'm telling you what the Bible says. I can't believe I visited, I logged on, watched that church today, and, and the preacher called people idiots. No, I didn't. The Lord, out of his word, said that the fool hath said in his heart there is no God. Amen? Amen. That's what the fool has said. The fool. He uses strong words. The fool. When you deny God and what his word says, and, uh, and you... You deny God and you choose popular culture over God. You are that fool that's not really following God. You're following yourself. You're following your flesh. And you've got a, if you have a standard, it's so far down there, nobody wants to be around that kind of standard. Amen? Amen. So you got to have all three. You got to have a song. You got to have a standard. And if you got a Savior, you're going to automatically go into a category that you're going to have a lot of elbow room. I love elbow room. Don't y'all love elbow room? Whenever we go, and some people don't even have it right now, we got plenty of space, but either people smell good or you just make people feel better when they are around you. But listen to me. Elbow room is something that you find out really quick when you have a standard. And when you have a Savior, those people will chastise you. But the Lord said, blessed are you when people say all manner of evil against you. Bear false witness. Jesus said, man, you are blessed. Not only are you blessed, but I'm about to hook you up because you've hooked me up. You didn't deny me. You didn't jump down there with everybody else's standard. See, this is the kind of Mary that, that all of you that are 21 and under, you, you want to aim for that. If you're over 21, you, 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 need to, you need to go back. You need to go back in time, and you need to start at that point. And in closing, I, I want to tell you this. Availability always identifies, listen to me, 
the wimps from the worshipers. If you're not available at the Mary level, in the eyes of Satan, you're a wimp. I'm telling you, I am. Let me just get off of you because you think I'm mean today. I've already got all them little vibes that you don't know you put off. It's called, y'all call them vibes because you're in the world, but I, I, it's called the spirit of discernment. Okay? I, I know it's not. You, you didn't like the marriage stuff. You didn't like talking about virgins and all that. Look, I'm talking to you out of the Word of God. It ain't a people magazine. It ain't Reader's Digest. I'm preaching the Word of God this morning, folks. Are you, are you planning on going to heaven or are you just going to do this earth thing until you have to get your stamp and dwell in hell forever? We better wake up. You better wake up. I could show you an 11-minute video that would rock your world, a prophecy video I saw last week, but it would terrify some of you, so I ain't showing it to you. You don't even know what you're letting in your house on TV. You don't even know the demonic activity that's worked through public education. Now, nobody in here has a clue to that unless you are, it's revealed to you through the Spirit or, and you are studying. You don't have a clue on what's around you. You don't. You're naive and the devil's playing on that. He's banking that you're going to come here and just kind of just, just endure until I shut up and you go home. That's what he's banking on. He's not banking on a lot of available lots being open for him to do great things. And he can keep doing business as usual. And hell knows that when you're not available at the level of Mary, then you are a wimp and you're not a worshiper. Because the worshiper part, that's what happened in Mary's life. And that's why when Elizabeth told her what, he, what she did, it, 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 and read Luke, Luke 1. It's at the end of Luke 1. We're not going to go there right now. But read that when you go home. Read the end of Luke 1 and you'll see what the song is. David did it. He had a standard. He was in a pasture. He had a standard. Minding his own business. The prophet come through to anoint the next king. And, and he, was, he was overlooked by his daddy. David was. Shepherd boy. We're talking about another teenager in closing. He was overlooked by his daddy. Called all the other brothers and the prophet said, nope, 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 nope. You got any more? Well, there's one in the field, but. And he only has a standard of way up here. He said, go get him. See, that's what's happening in this room right now. The general contractor. The, the, the one that is able to purchase every, everything, purchase everything because he owns the cattle on a thousand. He's looking at all these pieces of property this morning. See, some of you are, you're over 40 like me. or, or Well, you're over 50 like me. Some of you are over 60, 70, maybe even 80. Some of you are in your 30s. And you kind of think, your job and where you are in life and, and what God has done or hasn't done in your life. This is kind of it. This is the plateau of where you are. The Lord says, no. Do you think I'm not able to build anymore? Do you think I'm not able to do anything just because maybe you really messed up because you, did, you didn't have a standard before you were saved and you got a bad name, a bad reputation? God's looking all through this building right now. And you don't know what the great thing is he wants to do inside of you. You don't know. That's it. I believe everybody's going to be shown in glory one day. But right now you're sitting here and you don't know. But God does. 
And maybe he's waiting to tell an angel to come give you some news. But you've got to make your mind up. Standard. I want you to close your eyes and then I want you to think about it. Maybe I do need to establish a, a new, higher, better standard. A risk-taking standard. One that's probably going to be offensive. And we pray for people that are far away from God. By the way, that's a footnote to a while ago. We don't, we don't do anything because then we get down on other people's standard. We just, we love them and we pray for them because a lack of the Lord is why people have to do all kinds of other things to make them feel valued. That's why people do those things. Lord, I love you. And I know you want to do a great thing. I know for a fact there's not a person in here that you're saying, I, I wish they would have done it earlier. There's not a single a visitor, even a sinner, God. There's not a single piece of property in here that's condemned and is no longer available for you to do a great miracle type of work in their life. Lord, it's just... Requiring one thing, availability. And I pray in the name of Jesus over every sick person. I pray over Hurley Chavis right now. I pray over that entire family. I, I continue to, to lift up the Easterling and the Mines family, Lord, and so many other needs represented in this building. And God, I lift up our church right now, every person here, because the, the enemy will tell us it's over with. We just need to maintain. But Lord, you, you are looking. You're just looking for availability. And you will call in the trucks. You'll start doing the work. You'll reveal, Lord. And you'll, you'll confirm it. There's an Elizabeth somewhere that you'll use to confirm. God, there's no telling what went through Mary's mind. But I know, Lord, in the name of Jesus, when she saw later on in life, what you were accomplishing, Lord, through availability. It had to make her feel good. And help us to do that. In Jesus' name, amen.